If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. It is time to elevate your live betting game. Introducing PointsBet's new exclusive feature, Live Same Game Parlay for the NBA. NBA Live Same Game Parlay can only be found at PointsBet instantly. Build the perfect live same game parlay throughout the game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your very best life. Download the app now and sign up with the code VEASAN2K to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Terms and conditions apply. Void where prohibited. Must be 21 or older. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral service. Dave Ross alongside Matt Humans as we begin our number two. Mr. Mama's was the name of the restaurant that Tyler Foldsham and I went to. You guys went there for breakfast yesterday. We went there you, for you breakfast. Tyler. Yeah. But you know what? I also like to go to breakfast with Tim Doyle. We used to do some late nights in Chicago because we work super late. And Tim Doyle is kind enough to join us now. Of course, the star... <laughs> Of CBS, and he's calling I, I, games all over. There, there we have Tim Doyle right there. Who had the better mustache back in the day? Oh, I just saw the photo brothers. on Twitter. Yeah, Timmy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I think Dave did. You know, Dave's a, a veteran, and once a Marine, Matt, always a Marine. Uh, so I, I, I'm going to always cite with the Marine having a better mustache. It's <laughs> a good call, Tim. You look really good clean-shaven, by the way. I love the shirt. Hey, I was, I was mentioning, you know, this guy, Tyler Fulgham, we went to breakfast yesterday, and he said at breakfast, Tim, that Nikola Jokic, he said, hey, Dave, that guy's the MVP, plus 270. Do you agree? Because I don't know that Matt's picking up what I'm putting down. You know, here's, here's his rationale and his reasoning, and I do think he's spot on. Right now, your favorite is Joel Embiid. And don't we expect Joel Embiid's numbers to dip with James Harden coming to town? Oh. You know what I mean? Like. I have talk back. Someone in the studio should lower me down. I'm getting, uh, like, I feel like I'm Lou Gehrig. I'm like today, today, today. Greatest day. I consider myself myself. Yeah. I, I, I like, I I'm smart, but I think I'm going to have like a seizure. If I keep hearing myself in my ear and beads numbers going to dip because Harden's in town. They're going to have to learn how to dance together. Plus Embiid always gets hurt. There it is. Right. Uh, yeah. How do you give the MVP to this guy going to play 66 games this year? So, uh, Jokic is averaging nearly 14 rebounds. Thank you. Lou Gehrig has gone in my ear. Um, if you take Jokic off of the Nuggets, like pluck him off of the Nuggets, uh, you're not even sniffing the playoffs. Matt, if you take Jokic off of the Nuggets, I mean, you're looking at what? Like one of the worst teams in the NBA? Ooh. Yeah, I think you can say that a lot about 
several of the MVP. Well, if you take the freak off the box, if you take DeMar DeRozan off the Bulls, hey, so in the uh, at least they have at least right. those other teams have Levine and Vucevic. Uh, Bucks have Middleton and sure. Holiday. The the Nuggets look at their starting lineup. It's like Fabio Paricio, whatever that guy is. It's like Enrico uh-huh. Palazzo's the point guard, the little guy <laughs> running around out there. Like, come on. When when he's got Jamal Murray, at least he's got a pretty good sidekick there. But right. that hasn't been the case. Uh, how much? Are you buying into this uh, DeMar DeRozan MVP talk in Chicago? Is, is he in the top five of this debate right now? Uh, Tim, what do you think? Yeah, great question. Top five, I think, yes, to answer that question. I mean, the run he's going on right now, uh, averaging over 35 points, shooting over 50% from the field, eight straight games. Watched him last night, too. Uh, he's what I like to call in zombie mode. And if you don't know what that means, do you remember Reggie Jackson uh, oh, yeah. in, in Naked Gun when he said, <laughs> I must kill the queen? Like, that's what it's like watching DeMar DeRozan score the basketball right now. It's like, I must score the basketball. And nobody is standing in between him and the basket. He's an amazing mid range jump shooter. And, yeah. you know, you think back to all the game winning shots that Jordan made in his career, well, God rest his soul, Kobe. They were all mid-range jumpers. So as much as the analytics has gone to threes and layups, you know, a shot that you could always get off because the advantage of a mid-range jumper is when you take that first dribble, right, the defense is going to give you that respect that it might be a drive. And now if you pull up, well, now it's just you in the rim. You know, now I always thought that, and I still couldn't make them. If I could, I wouldn't be sitting here with you guys in my mom's basement. Like, I always (laughs) felt like if I could get to my spot and rise up, you know, the defense was kind of at my hands. But Yeah, I think, Matt, here's what's going to have to happen. Bulls are going to have to win the Eastern Conference, number one, which obviously they're right in that race right now, right in the thick of it. Um, And Bede's going to have to get hurt. And I do think Jokic is probably going to have to get hurt. If if, if Embiid happens to do what we say with Harden and like numbers dipping and maybe misses some games, and if Jokic somehow gets hurt, I think DeRozan's going to win it then. I think it's going to come down to DeRozan or John Morant, and I think DeRozan could easily win it. You know, it's insane how efficient he is offensively, and Tim was talking about it. he's He doesn't shoot a high volume of three-pointers. No, three pointers. Last night he was two for three from three, 15 to 21 from the field to get to 37 points. That's insanely efficient. Yeah, that's what yeah. he does. He's been doing it night in and night out. Again, when you're on a list with Will Chamberlain, that's normally a good thing, Tim. A lot of lists you could be on with Will. Uh, you know, you you talk about some Rookie of the Year honors, and Evan Mobley is by far and away minus 750 right now, the favorite to win that award. But, Tim, I want to know, give me a comp. <laughs> How about Larry Bird? <laughs> oh, you guys, that I, mug. That mug. Look at that hair. That hair is fantastic. Best hair in the Big Ten once voted on. Tim, give me a comp for Evan Mobley that you see in the NBA. <laughs> when I look at Evan Mobley, I see Tim Duncan. I was in Cleveland for the all-star game. Saturday night was abysmal. Saturday night was awful. You guys did something with the dunk contest. It was horrible for the league, but Sunday almost (laughs) Sunday triumphed it. Like Sunday, (laughs) Steph Curry had 30 LeBron made the game winning shot and the 75 greatest players in the NBA history were on the court. So everything that went wrong Saturday was made up on Sunday. But when I watched Mobley on Saturday night, I thought he was the most impressive of any of the performers. The jump shot rotation reminded me a lot of Tim Duncan. He moves like a young Tim Duncan. I know like the first thought that comes in your head is like old, like Tim Duncan, like running around the court, like he's an old man, but like Tim Duncan was nasty. He was rookie of the year, won the NBA championship his first year. Like look what Mobley has done to propel that, that franchise, you know, playing alongside of the fro Jared Allen, as well as Darius Garland, who the Cavs didn't have last night. And they lost to the Pistons. 
definitely something you got to note if you're going to be betting the Cavaliers going forward. But yeah, I was really impressed with Mobley. I think that he's like a, a generational talent. Talking with Steve Smith, he likes Cade Cunningham. Hard to tell how great Cade Cunningham is because wow, didn't play in preseason, thrusted him into the regular season. Got to remember, this guy would be a sophomore in college. And he's had like a, a high impact on a team that he's not playing with a lot of other valuable players. And yes, I am on this mug. My uh, my uncle, my uncle Gene Patelli. Hey, how you doing? Okay, he made this mug, and it reminds me of a story of Jack Curran was a great coach at Malloy High School in Queens. He coached Kenny Anderson, yep. legendary. He was the same coach for like 50 years, but he coached basketball and baseball. And Pat Kennedy, the old Florida State coach, had a practice at Malloy. And he asked Jack, he goes, what's it been about all these years? And Jack goes, you know, it's been about the kids. It's most important to affect their lives day in and day out and how you can have a positive effect on them. And then as they walked out of the office, Coach Kennedy was like, wow, that was really impactful. Uh, Coach Curran had like a, a flip board of every time he won a game, he would flip it up like 599, <laughs> 600 wins. <laughs> it doesn't so much about the kids. It's all about the kids. It's all about the kids. It's all about the kids. Plus 800, by the way, for Cade Cunningham yeah. to be Rookie of the Year. Who's counting the wins? It's all Nobody. about the kids. You know, I thought your comp of uh, Jokic and Larry Bird was pretty good. Uh, too, because I, I, I kind of make that comp a lot when I see those two. You want to talk college hoops quickly or I something? I do, huh? because look, all last week, the, the whole, you know, Hubba Blue was about the handshake line, Timmy, and we saw the fiasco, right? And you've had some interesting handshake lines back in your day. I know in St. John's, maybe you didn't even participate in one after the NIT championship. And, and then also at Northwestern, can you share some of those stories? Because I know you've been one of those guys saying you got to do away with a handshake line. Yeah, two things have to change in basketball, two things. Right? At the college and professional level. The professional level does not have the handshake line. It's optional. You want to say hello to someone, that's fine. But at Northwestern, we lost. Oh, Matt, we lost. We covered, but we lost, okay? <laughs> well, you, you we won two conference games my senior year. So you can imagine how many we lost. Do the math, all right? 16-game schedule. But I remember Tom Izzo after my last college basketball game. He grabbed me. And now that I'm an old, mature man, a father of three, I appreciate that he grabbed me. And he said, you want to know something, kid? He goes, you got better every single year. I wish my players would get better every single year. And I thought to myself at that moment, I felt like if I was Mr. Miyagi at the beginning of Karate Kid, right? Live or die, Tom. Like at that point, I was so angry at him because it was like, I don't need these words of wisdom. You just beat us by seven. You ended my career at the United Center. Yes, you were laying eight and a half and everybody in the world had Northwestern plus the points, but I don't need that. I don't need the handshake after we just lost again. So get rid of the handshake line and please, I'm begging you, basketball. My dad played in the NBA. I have two other brothers played Division One. I. I played Division One. Make basketball the Elam ending. College and pro. Have a game-winning shot. I can't watch. I'm about to throw up. I can't watch the fouls anymore, and then the threes, and then the fouls, and then the threes. Make it the Elam ending. Play to a target score at a certain point. That way you have that 3-2-1 moment. The NBA All-Star game had some excitement because of the Elam ending. Even though they weren't playing defense, they were playing a little bit of defense there in the fourth quarter. I think it's a great evolution of basketball. You know, it's interesting. Some people are going to love that idea. Some will hate it. I think a good place to experiment with that would be the NBA Summer League. What do you think? Mm. I, I think it's a no-brainer. Here's the fear, Matt, is the fear is all the time, right? We know how to budget in two and a half hours for NBA games and two hours for college. Well, if you're an announcer, you could fill 
You know, you get a coach on after the game, like you can fill the time. And by the way, if it goes over, every game goes over, you right. know, there's overtime. Like, so like, it, and then they go, well, the, the line's going to be kind of hard to figure out. <laughs> Did you watch the all-star game? The total came down to Chris Middleton missing a pull-up jump shot at the end of the third quarter. And then technically it could not have gone over because with the Elam ending, right. most points they could have scored was 47 points. I had the under. By the way, when you bet under in an NBA All-Star game, you gotta have a tough stomach, Ross and Maddie. I was sitting there like, my nephew's like, oh, look at everybody dunking. I go, no, we need the shot. Timmy, gotta run. Follow him on Twitter at Tim Doyle Double Zero. I miss your scent. Tell Suze I said hello. Much there is the Stash Brothers. The Stash Brothers. All right, right here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. in history have begun with a question. They are not to be. That is the question. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? And what kind of hair product does Mitch Moss use? But follow the money wants to know. Do you concur? Concur with What, sir? Do you concur? You know, I still want to know what type of hair product Mitch uses. He's got fantastic hair. Straight up all the time. I mean, that depends upon your definition of fantastic. You don't like Mitch's hair? Well, I don't know. I, Do I've use, never been in that camp where I wanted my hair to stand straight up. You've my, never done it, Matt? <clears throat> at once in your life, you've you never see, done it. You see how my hair looks today? This is basically how my hair looked when I was born and how it's looked every day since then. We should get you product and see what we can I've do I've never used, thing. you know, Dave, I've never once used product in my hair that in my is, life. Come on. Not one time. No, zero. I, huh? I couldn't live without it. So I, I can't really relate to Mitch and his stand-up hair because we live in two different worlds it as far as very, hair is concerned. Yeah. It's very something about Mary-ish. So do you concur that winning a bet on an underdog is more satisfying than laying the points with the fave? Do you concur? I concur with that. I'm, 
To me, it's uh, it, it takes more courage, more guts to be an underdog better. I think uh, a lot of people have a fear of betting against a favorite. So Ooh. they want to take the safe way out. What, right. You know, what feels like the safe option, laying the points with uh, Gonzaga or, or things like that. To me, it's much more satisfying to uh, to pick an underdog, even if the dog just covers, but especially if that dog wins straight up. But I also think because so many people fear betting against a favorite, you inherently have more value in the dog. And that's why you, usually you're getting a, an extra point or a couple points or who knows uh, with the dog because the majority of people do fear betting against a favorite. I think that's fair, and I, I do concur as well because it, you feel smarter in your handicap when you take the points and win with the points. Yeah, and you can also look like a big jackass when, when you play underdogs because you can play one that gets blown out by 40 points, but that's part of the risk you take. But, yes, I agree with your point, too. Very quickly, what's the – what's the historically, do you have, like, one game that stands out where you go, God, talk about just a bad handicap, like a Super Bowl, because I remember one. It's Tom Brady won against the Rams. I laid the points with the Rams Ooh, that day. Did you? In 14 and a, 14, 14 and a half. Again, as a much younger me. I mean, that was never, wow. never had a shot. And I went, what was I thinking? Like that one, I, I look back and go, I just played the favorite, as to your point here, of the smart fa- oh, Let me just go with them. Mm-hmm. They got to be able to. Well, a lot of people, you know, I've said this before, is uh, the job of a sharp sports better is to see through the media hype to yeah. find value in a number. No question. And that's that. what it is. And, and, with that specific Super Bowl, there was so much hype on the favorite. You had to see through that as a sharp better to find the value in that number. I was on the underdog in that Super Bowl, but sure you were. You know, I've uh, I've also bet some dogs that were dead. You know, that's just uh, so <laughs> the life. nature nature of the beast. You're gonna bet some dogs that play dead too. Do you concur that you'd rather win a big March Madness bracket contest than say a big future bet? Do you concur? No. I do not concur with that. I'd rather win a big futures bet, uh, no question. So, like, if you took a wager right now on, say, the Cowboys to win the NFC oh, well, next year at 6-1. Oh, stop with the Cowboys No, stop. no, I'm just saying, if you took a futures bet now at 6-1. to one, Well, first of all, I'd rather win a concur? March Madness. I'd rather, rather win a bracket contest <laughs> than a 6-1 to one bet on the Cowboys. I'm talking about... Woo! I'm talking about a big futures bet. Well, I mean, this futures says, being, it's, it's 12 months away, man. i got to wait a year to cash that ticket. On the script, it says big futures bet. Oh, that's not a big futures bet. A six to, I, six to a long, one is not a big futures bet. That's just a long bet. futures bet. I'm talking about something that's 40, 50 to one, things like that. I'd rather hit a big futures bet uh, than win a March. I think I'm like, oh, so you're saying like my Phil Mickelson uh, 100 to one to win at Augusta. Yeah, I mean, I've had several big golf futures bets in the Not gonna you know, past I, few years, and uh, you, that's very satisfying. You hit them last week, Joaquin right. Neiman. I'd rather hit those than win a March Madness bracket contest, but, you know, it's interesting, too. As much as I love March Madness, I think I've only won three or four bracket contests in my life. Going back to, you know, high school. I won 2003. Well, I was, pick Syracuse every year. Okay. I won't have to worry about that this year. Unless I'm picking the NIT bracket. I'm not sure I've won more than five. I'd say three, four, five bracket contests Still pretty total. solid. Uh, no, that's not great. That's not a great track record. It's hard would. to do. Do you concur that A.A. Ron, Aaron Rodgers, is a bigger narcissist than the original A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez, or take LeBron James, or take your pick? Do you concur? <laughs> uh, that's a tough question. <laughs> Look. 
I think I don't know, think that one Aaron is watching the show. For for those maybe uh, wondering the exact definition of narcissist would be a person who has an extreme interest in admiration admiration of self. That's right. right. That's what it is. I think man, it's hard not to put a rod at the top of that list. Um, well, I, I'm not going to concur because I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers, A. Rod, LeBron. It, it's kind of like uh, it's almost like a three-way tie. I mean, we could throw some other athletes in there uh, too, but man, yeah, that's you're talking about three drama queens right there. They do love the drama. That's a tough one for me too because I think all three of them are basically the same all, same people. You know, three of the all-time greats. But it, sometimes Football, it takes that. Baseball, basketball, of I course. mean, you can make the yeah. case that Muhammad Ali was one of the greatest narcissists of all time, but he was also one of the best boxers we've ever mm-hmm. seen in heavyweight history. And part of that is that I love me. Like T.O. Remember, I love me some me. Oh, That's well, what T.O. would say. Oh, come on, but he, he's not one of the all-time greats. What? He's in the Hall of Fame, although he didn't show up for his uh, own ceremony. How about, you're a UFC guy. How about Conor McGregor? Is uh, he, he a loves narcissist? huge narcissists. Yeah. I remember asking Connor in 2014, I was like, you're here with, with Ronda Rousey and Daniel Cormier and John Bones Jones. Are you intimidated being up on the stage? And he said, I'm going to be bigger than all them beep beeps. I can't say what the beep beeps. <laughs> Do you concur that Christian Bale is the best Batman of all time? Do you uh, concur? I'm going to excuse myself from this conversation. But you, you didn't watch it. Because I didn't watch it and I don't, I don't care at all about Batman. So I don't even know who the other Batmans were. Then we're going to move along. Do you okay. concur that binging a TV show is worse than waiting week to week? Do you concur? Again, that binging the show is worse Wait than gonna waiting ask, week to week. I'm going to ask you this one because okay. I, don't, I don't care about this one oh, either. Oh, wow. What? Dave, Dave, do you concur that binging a TV show is worse than waiting week to week? Do you concur? No, I do not concur. Binging a TV show is fantastic. That's the way it should be okay. done. As a matter of fact, one of my favorite shows is back. It's on uh, FX. It's called Snowfall. Okay. It's an amazing yeah. show. It premiered uh, last night, the new season. I don't know what year we're on, four or five. I won't watch until we're like three in. I just avoid certain people on Twitter that I know are going to give me spoilers. Right. And then I watch three in a row, and it's scintillating. It's like an amazing three. And fast forward through the commercials, that's the way you watch a TV show. Mm-hmm. You don't wait week to week. Only jackasses do that. Like, that, that day is over of waiting the Sopranos. Like, my buddy Dave Feldman would always walk in and go, Saucy, they call me Saucy. Saucy, do you know what happens? I'm like, don't tell me. I haven't seen yet. He goes, Tony dies. Every week, Tony Soprano oh, died. Of course, he never did. No. Do you concur that Pete Davidson should give us hope as single guys that we can outkick our coverage? Do you concur? I guess I concur with that. I, I don't really don't understand why chicks are, some chicks are fascinated with Pete Davidson. I don't get that at all. Well, one, he's funny. Is he? Well, I mean, I he's know. on SNL, so you're supposed to be funny. SNL, if you're on SNL. stopped being funny, I think, like 25 no, years that's, ago. No, that's huh? a misnomer. Everybody okay. says that every year. Oh, the old cast. I miss the old cast. It's, you just you got to watch. I, I, I get it. It's not for everybody these days. It's not like the old days when you had more cowbell and great great skits like that. Will Ferrell was fantastic. But Pete Davidson huh? should. I concur. You should, you should take a lot of hope that average guys like us can go out there. I mean, he was with, like, Older women that were beautiful and still beautiful, and then younger. Like, he's uh-huh. run the gamut, and I, I appreciate that because age is just a number. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Tiger Woods will win another major golf tournament. Do you concur? 
You know, my buddy Tyler Folgem and I went to you breakfast yesterday. Breakfast, right? And we discussed yeah. this. And uh, I said Matt Eumann said 3-1. to one. He said, oh, it's not enough. I need more than 3-1. to one. And then I'm like, Tyler. He's got a lot of years to do it. And here's the thing. You can be old and still win the British Open, right? I do not concur. I don't think he's going to win another major. Okay. I don't either. I think he's going to win another golf tournament or two. I don't think he's going to win another major. Cop out. Well, like I said, I would give your friend Tyler, who you went to breakfast with, I, I would give him three to one odds on that. Mr. Mama's was the name of the restaurant. That was fun. I like that game. Do you I, I got one more for you. Oh, you do? LeBron James will win another NBA championship. Do you concur? Yes. You know why? Because it will be on a bench. Like the Shaq tour. Remember Shaq? Uh, he's like... got too much pride to, to ride the bench. Oh, no. LeBron? Uh, we just talked about the biggest narcissist in the, in the history of sports. That guy's going to be around. They're going to drag him off the basketball court. Drag him. I, Jordan played for the Wizards for two years. I covered him in D.C. It was a great two years. LeBron James is going to make the tour and end up in Cleveland. Book it. That's what I can cover. Going to win the championship? Yeah, yeah, as a bench player, goal player. Do it for LeBron. Come on back. It is Visa, the sports betting. Follow the money on Visa, the sports betting network. Winners and Waters is offering free selections for VEASAN viewers and listeners. On deck is Chris the Parlay King, who's been on a hot streak with two 18 parlays in the last week. If you like Chris's 14 parlay for tonight, he's offering it up for free to all VEASAN fans. Even if you don't like parlays, play the pick straight. His 18 parlays were given out to Chris's fans on the Daily Show, Just Parlays. You can check it out on the Winners and Winers YouTube channel. To get your free pick, just text VEASAN to the area code 320-350-3500. That's VEASAN to 320-350-3500. Dave Ross alongside Matt Eumanns. Yes, sir. sports better, and you you call yourself a parlay king. king. That's probably not a good thing. Good luck with those picks. We'll see how they play out. We do have games in college basketball that we want to get to this evening, Matt. And let's start off what we just had Tim Doyle on, of course, Northwestern's finest. Uh, Northwestern struggling a little bit as of late, but they are getting a point and a half on the road <laughs> against Penn State this evening in a Par- big Parlay this was something, Dave. That's what I was... <laughs> <laughs> so I look at the at the matchup here with the Nittany Lions laying the point and a half against Northwestern. Two teams that I don't know how much noise we might think they could make in the Big Ten tournament. What do you make of these two teams that uh, struggle to score, hence the total at 128 and a half? Well, actually, the Nittany Lions won the first time. They beat Tim Doyle's crew in Evanston. That was a game that went to the wire. And yep. uh, a lot of Penn State games go to the wire. And Penn State's had a couple big wins at home recently, plus a one-point loss to Michigan. And uh, that's the thing. I think if you're going to play Penn State here, I wouldn't lay the one and a half necessarily or the two. Uh, maybe minus 125 or whatever. You could play Penn State on the money line because this is another game I think is probably going to go down to the last minute. Either way, these are not going to be tournament teams. No. You look at the Big Ten uh, right now, you can make a case for nine teams in the 14-team league being NCAA tournament teams. The, the teams that are not are going to be Penn State, Northwestern, Maryland, Minnesota, and Nebraska. And we'll talk about uh, mm-hmm. the Cornhuskers a little bit coming up here. But I lean to Penn State a little bit in this spot. Actually, I think Micah Shrewsbury, the Nittany Lions' first-year coach, who was previously with uh, Brad Stevens, 
in Boston. He was on the Purdue staff. I think he's going to prove to be a great hire hmm. uh, for Penn State, but this team just really doesn't have enough firepower. I think they do have enough to beat the Purple Cats. But, again, I lean Penn State in the game I think is going to go to the wire. You know, you mentioned uh, Nebraska here. They're getting a lot at home. 12 at home to 25th-ranked Iowa. Now, we know Iowa traditionally doesn't play a whole lot of defense. This total, my goodness, 162.5. Do the math there. Uh, Iowa, is this blowout city uh, against the uh, Cornhuskers tonight? Well, it's. I think we were talking about dead dogs and live dogs. Yeah. And it's, it's always tough to predict that the Cornhuskers are going to be live dogs. Iowa's actually looked upon pretty favorably by Ken Pomeroy and the KenPom.com numbers. Number five in the nation in offensive efficiency. Uh, number one's Purdue. Number two's Gonzaga. Iowa's number five. The Hawkeyes, not bad in defense comparable to some of Fran McCaffrey's teams. Number 79 in adjusted defensive efficiency. And uh, the Hawkeyes just had a big road win over Ohio State. We just saw the Buckeyes last night go to Champaign right. and beat Illinois. Uh, I think Iowa's actually starting to play really well off the blowout of Michigan State and Iowa City this week. Uh, you wonder if the Nebraska team, the players are going to get a bump from the announcement that Fred Hoiberg's going to return as coach. The mayor's going to be back. He's back, baby. Um, man, this Nebraska team's 1-15 in the Big Ten. I, I think I would have to play the favorite or pass. I just uh, It's hard to predict when uh, the Cornhuskers are going to be really competitive for 40 minutes. Yeah, it is. It, it, it does feel like Iowa... The way they can score the basketball, obviously. I don't know if they're a dangerous team because last year, remember, that Garza, National Player of the Year candidate. Sure. Like, that was the team. Well, they got a National to... Player of the Year candidate this year, too, in Keegan Murray. They do. You know, they can – Iowa can be an outstanding offensive team, and you can't say the same about Nebraska. So, no. I think this is kind of – it's an ugly dog. I don't have enough courage to play uh, the Cornhuskers here. Yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down there. Let's look ahead to a, a couple Saturday games. And – you know, we mentioned it with Timmy, Tim Doyle, you know, Michigan State and Tom Tom Izzo grabbing him years ago. He got better every year. This Izzo team is not getting better. Mm, They're no. getting dramatically worse as yeah. the year's gone on. Purdue back up to kind of who we thought they were, uh, top five in the rankings here, as Purdue is going to make that trek to East Lansing to take on the Spartans. You know, it feels like this is the spot, though, where maybe Michigan yeah. State starts to get it right, right? When we're all going to start saying, ah, Izzo, What's happened to this team? The, the bottom's fall, falling out of this thing. Sure. What do you make of this matchup? Well, you're right. It could be that spot because the Spartans have dropped five of the past six. And, uh, you know, at some point, I think they're going to get a big win here. They've got Purdue and Michigan and Ohio State coming up. They're going to at least win one of those games. I think the problem here is Michigan State's off that 86-60 loss at Iowa. And a lot of times you want to bet on a team after an embarrassing a loss like that, because especially if it's a well-coached team, they're going to come back and play with pride the next time. And certainly Michigan State's going to play a much better game here against Purdue. But one thing that works in Purdue's advantage is um, Boilermakers have been off since Sunday. They've had all week to prep for this game. Didn't have to play a midweek game, so they've been able to focus on this one Michigan State game all week. And it's, right. it's a huge game in terms of the Big Ten title race. Uh, Purdue's got to win it because uh, Purdue's got a game at Wisconsin on deck. I I want to lean to Michigan State here. If you can catch three or more points, I think the Ken Prom project, projection is uh, Purdue by three. 
I think you're going to be able to catch more than three with Michigan State. I think the the home dogs are going to be live here, but Purdue probably finds a way to win a uh, a close game. For me, I think it's going to be dog or pass because I do like to bet on really good coaches off embarrassing yeah. losses, especially when you're coming back home. And uh, another thing about Purdue in the Ken Palm efficiency rankings, Purdue's number one in offense, Ooh. number one fifteen in defense, and uh, this team. Ugh. He's got some serious deficiencies on the defensive end of the floor, and uh, I think that's why it's going to be an overvalued, maybe overhyped team in March. Yeah, I know a lot of the the laymans, they're going to look at that and go, wow, how is Sparty only getting three at home against the fourth-ranked team in the country? Right. I think he just explained a good reason why, because Purdue is still a sieve defensively. They just don't stop a whole lot of people. You don't typically say that about Purdue teams, no. but this is a Purdue team that has a bunch of guards who can't defend. They can't stop dribble penetration. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're struggling, certainly defensively, just like Iowa, uh, as we talked about. You look at this slate here, and I know number six, Kentucky, against number 18, Arkansas, has got to be a game in the SEC that jumps out to you. Yeah, I think Arkansas is going to be a live home dog. I was on the show last night with Femi and uh, Scott Seidenberg, mm-hmm. and uh, they asked me which of the you know ranked teams on the road – Saturday, we're in the most jeopardy of losing. And I said, I think Kentucky, believe it or not, even though I've got a very high rating on Kentucky. Right now, injuries are just a, a big concern with the Wildcats, whether it's Ty Ty Washington, you know, in the last game against LSU or whatever. And we know how good the Arkansas home court is. We saw the Razorbacks take down Auburn. Uh, I love Eric Musselman's team. The more and more I watch him, they're fearless. Uh, I think if uh, Kentucky's not fully healthy, and I'm not sure – you know, I was trying to find out last night what the status is, and I couldn't really find it. So this, this is going to be something I'll have to read more about Saturday morning. But if Kentucky's not at full strength, Arkansas is probably going to win that game. Talking a lot about, you know, hanging out with your buddies and that sort of thing on this show today. Duke against Syracuse. Kay and Bayheim uh-huh. Love each other. Buddy Bayheim. Buddy Bayheim. we got all kinds of Bayheims there. But, but look. Let's make no bones about it. Coach K, Jim Beheim, really good friends mm-hmm. on the national team. They always, you know, Beheim's always been his top assistant through the years. This is the last run for Coach K at the Dome. Upset lurking there, possibly for unranked Syracuse. You know, Duke's not playing its best basketball nope. right now. That's Paulo Banchero was two for thirteen from the field against Virginia a couple nights ago. I think that you got to be some concerns with Duke on the offensive end of the floor right now. The first time these teams met late January. Duke won 79 to 59. So mm-hmm. it was a kind of a no problem situation for the Blue Devils. I think this is probably going to be uh, a problem. Syracuse is just such a tough team to predict. My Dave. God. I mean, uh, a couple nights ago, they go to Notre Dame and get whipped. They got they the potential to almost beat almost anybody or lose to almost anybody. Uh, so that makes it difficult for me to probably bet this game. I think. Duke wins it, but it's similar to what I said about the Virginia game a couple days ago. I don't feel comfortable laying that type of number on the road. Yeah, Duke didn't cover in Charlottesville. They get that 65-61 win, five-point uh, favorite they were on the road as they win yeah. by four. I, I see a similar uh, scenario possibly playing out, but you're right. The Syracuse team is absolutely maddening to watch because they are talented. They do have a 1,000 Bayheims. Uh, but uh, right now, clearly in the outside looking in for the NCAA tournament. Speaking Syracuse of, is such a great story last March, too, with Buddy Bayheim. I, uh, I thought this would probably be a tournament team, but Syracuse has not been able, and they've had a key injury along the way, but Syracuse has not been able to find that consistency. At all. So get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VEASAN's full-court bracket betting coverage starting on Sunday, March 13th with six hours 
of free live video streaming on vsin.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every single game. The VEASAN College Hoops experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, will analyze every game and discuss with the bookmakers making the lines to find the best early value. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket in round one tournament betting with the VEASAN College Hoops experts on Sunday, March 13th at 6 p.m. Eastern, free on VEASAN.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Sports Betting Network. It is time to elevate your live betting game. Introducing PointsBet's new exclusive feature, Live Same Game Parlay for the NBA. NBA Live Same Game Parlay can only be found on PointsBet. Instantly build that perfect live same game parlay throughout the game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your very best life. Download the app and start start right now by signing up with the code VEASAN2K to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Terms and conditions apply. Void where prohibited. Must be 21 or older. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Dave Ross alongside Matt Humans. We've got JVT, Jonathan Von We're going to come up at the top of the next hour. And then Steve Prohm is going to join us as well in the next hour as we really try to look ahead uh, mm-hmm. possibly to that field of 68 in the NCAA tournament, see if we can find some uh, some gems, maybe some good numbers for your future plays out there with March Madness right around. The yeah, I look forward to that. Former uh, Murray State and Iowa State coach is going to join us next hour. JVT is going to be on to break down the NBA card. Uh, we're going to talk more college hoops here, but I have a question for you first. I Bring know it. Lou Finicaro is watching this show Ooh. in uh, his home in the Phoenix area. Okay. And sometimes you guys butt heads on plays we in do. the UFC. You might bet a steak dinner on it. Who knows? Uh, how about UFC Vegas 49 at the Apex here this weekend? You got an underdog that's plus 585. Green at plus 585. Anything 
you like in the main event or on this card yes. or even you know I'm I'll expand the question okay. to a really good card Saturday March 5th at T-Mobile UFC 272 Jorge Masvidal and uh, Covington go head to head in that one anything coming up here in the next this weekend or next week that you like in the UFC you would recommend Here's the problem and I'm going to give it out thank you for the plug for a first strike which is going to come out later on today. And again, you can listen to uh, First Look on First Strike. It's already up right now uh, wherever you get your podcast. But the problem with uh, Islam Makachev against Bobby Green in the main, main event tomorrow night, Makachev right now is minus 900. Mm-hmm. Okay, Bobby Green is tank, taking this fight on super short notice. He's minus fought. 800, right? Yeah, I've got, yeah, seen some nines and eights. 800 but, here at Circa plus 585 for the dog. Okay. okay. So you want to take Bobby Green because who doesn't love Bobby Green? The guy fought. Less than two weeks ago. It'll be two weeks come Saturday night. And he fought uh, against uh, Hazrak Nasparaz in a pretty good fight. I mean, he easily won the fight. But it wasn't like he wasn't getting hit in that three-round battle. And now, no training. Says, I'm good. I can go into a main event against Makachev, who's going to wrestle. And now it's a five-round event. So I'm not going to – I'm passing. I'm never going to lay that big a price, Mm -hmm. first and foremost. So, yes, I'm rooting for Bobby Green because he's a great story, and we love when guys step up when you get somebody that falls out in a, in a main event. You need an opponent. Bobby Green says, I'll fight at a catch rate. Let's do this. That's great. Yeah. What I do like here, and I'm going to give this out on first strike, is the under, two and a half rounds. Because he, without a camp, and having just fought two weeks ago, mm-hmm. it's going to be kill or be killed. Yeah. He's going to go in, guns blazing. Bobby's an exciting guy to watch with his hands. He's going to try to use his movement and try to keep the fight standing. Problem with that is he's going to get taken down. And if you get taken down, I wonder how much he'll have in the gas tank to make this into a a deeper fight here at UFC Apex. I don't see that scenario happening. So I'm going to play the under. Either Bobby comes out and gets what would be an amazing stoppage and end this thing quickly, go guns blazing, and or once he gets taken down, is he going to get dragged down, his energy level gets tanked, and he's not going to be able to make it past two and a half rounds. Right. To me, I think that's the safer That makes way sense. Go. I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, anything else? Well, a lot of fights on this card. I see uh, 11, actually 10 more fights on the UFC Vegas card. Or give me one from UFC 272. Woo! Throw a bone to the listeners. Uh, one play where you think you might see some uh, value in a number. Well, I'm looking at, these fights. at RDA, and whenever you have Rafael Dos Anjos back in there, he's plus money, plus 205 against uh, Rafael Fiziev. This is next Saturday. Next Saturday yeah. night at 272, which is going to be a really good fight. I don't know that you, look, I know it's, you don't like to lay over $2. Fiziev is a guy in this division against RDA, who I love as a former champion. I think you're seeing the changing in the guard there. So even though it feels pricey to lay it right now, that would be my lean there because normally I don't like to lay those over $2 favorites, but I think there's a reason why. Colby Covington in the main event, 350 I'm seeing against Jorge Masvidal. Mm-hmm. How in the world can Jorge Masvidal win this fight against Colby Covington? Now, I know everybody's going to say that if this fight goes down to the ground, Colby Covington, it's easy pickings, and it would be if he can get those takedowns. Masvidal's only chance is to keep the fight standing. Here's the problem with that logic. That was the same logic we used when he fought Kamaru Usman for the title in the rematch. And what happened? He got knocked out. He got knocked out. So to me, this feels like at Covington at minus 350, the overwhelming favorite, it's there for a reason. And I know he plays the villain, and I know he tries to do the the Conor McGregor 
It, it actually has worked. It's actually helped revitalize his career. This is a guy that might have been out of the organization a couple of years ago in Colby Covington. Now he's getting title fights, and for good reason. He's one of the best guys in this division. You go back to the Usman fights. Those are really competitive fights that Colby Covington had. So to me, this is all one-way traffic in Colby Covington. I'd be curious to see where this number goes. Masvidal is the popular fighter. He might take some of that money sure. when, you, when you, you never bet with your heart. Well, when you see a popular fighter like that, a plus 250, you know he's going to take some some public money. He's absolutely A lot of people love Jorge Masvidal. Sneakiest best fight in that but card? But you think the favorite's going to win that fight? Look, I'd love to give you the, the, the numbers here and say, take the big number in Bobby Green, take the big number with Jorge Masvidal. Couldn't do it right now. Street Judas is one of my favorite nicknames that Colby has given out. <laughs> it's a fantastic All right, one nickname. more time. Where can the, the viewers find First Strike? First Dave? Strike, we already have. First Look is up right now. Did that on Tuesday with Reed Kuhn as we take a uh, precursor look to the Saturday card each and every week. That is already up there. And Reed's got some great models out there. He's actually put in over-unders now to get some, some round totals in there as well. That's up right now. And then we're going to have First Strike later on today. Late night here in the uh, VEASAN TV schedule, but you can listen to it. It'll be up uh, later on this afternoon, okay. uh, an hour-long show. We're going to have Lou on. We'll have Reed, uh, Reed Kuhn back on, Jordan Sherwood, and the like. So really good information as we try to find you the very best value out there. It's tough right now, though, because you're seeing these big favorites. And I, normally, I'm an underdog guy. Uh-huh. I played Juliana Pena when she was plus $8 uh, against Amanda Nunes, cashed that ticket. I do not see a whole lot of value in a guy on, on short notice in Bobby Green tomorrow night. As much as I love him and will be rooting for him, it won't be with my betting dollar. Okay. That's all I'm going to say right now. Uh, let's get back to some college basketball talk. All right, we've got tomorrow. three minutes. Throw three more games at me. Okay, let me throw three at you. Auburn, Tennessee in the SEC. They're going to be doing this in Tennessee here, number three in the land against number 17. Could there be an upset brewing for some money line players? You know, Tennessee is one of those teams that's kind of a sleeper for a lot of people right now. If you look at the Ken Palm numbers, Tennessee's 10, Auburn's 8. And uh, Tennessee's actually number three in defensive efficiency. And um, <clears throat> three is pretty damn impressive. I We saw Tennessee at home blow out Kentucky. Uh, we know how good the Volunteers can be on their home court. In fact, they beat Arizona. Mm-hmm. That was way back. Uh, let's see. The game against Arizona was December 22nd, so right before Christmas. Uh, but Tennessee's tough on the home court. Uh, Ken Palm projects, projects Tennessee a three-point win, and I'm, I'm kind of uh, falling in line with what uh, Ken Pomeroy sees or his numbers project there. I think you're going to see Tennessee as uh, – Maybe a one, one-and-a-half point favorite, and uh, I kind of like the home favorite there. Uh, Auburn has had some uh, difficulties on the road. Dave, they have. And that's um, not unique to Auburn. A lot of teams struggle on the road, but the Tigers have not been very good on the road. So let's say Tennessee's minus one, minus two, something like that. I would probably look to play the Vols. Let me get one more in very quickly here, and I know how much you love Chris Beard. Number 20 Texas now on the road against Huggy Bear in West Virginia. Well, I'm not as crazy about Chris Beard's team right now as I was back in November. Yeah. And uh, actually, the Longhorns needed a spirited comeback to take down TCU a couple nights ago, down in the second half of that game, uh, laying anywhere from 8.5 to 9.5 in that game, a 1 by 9. It's amazing to me how bad West Virginia has gotten in the Big 12. Now, that's a tough league. Top to bottom, there's no easy nights in the Big 12. None. Last year, Iowa State was an easy uh, easy out. 
when West Virginia is the worst team in your league, you got a pretty <laughs> damn good league, and that's uh, the Big 12's tough from top to bottom. I'm not laying the points on the road with uh, Texas. I don't, I don't trust this Texas team. I actually think the Longhorns were lucky to beat uh, TCU in that comeback, and actually Ken Palm projects Texas as a three, basically a three-point win. So hmm. Texas probably be like a three-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. Yeah, it is interesting to see what's happening with Texas right now. Just I don't have a whole lot of confidence with the basketball team right now. Texas Tech, by the way, uh, top ten. They're going to be taking on TCU. It should be an interesting contest there for the former team. Uh, that Chris yeah, Beard no was at. And they feel like the chic pick right now. A lot of people hopping on that Texas Tech. Guns up. Also should mention, you're talking about Texas Tech. That's yeah. a team that's improved the most, I think, in the Big 12 this season. Kansas is at Baylor mm. on Saturday. So that's a big one uh, in Waco, too. When we come back, going to break down everything in the night in the NBA with Jonathan Von Tobel. Come on back. It is Visa and the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.